right, the NBA is back. It is Thursday. This hiatus felt like 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 weeks. I don't know. I've been really NBA deprived, and I am ecstatic. That NBA action is back, baby. So, what are the storylines going into the second half? Well, first, uh, let's go conference by conference here. Let's start at the East. Uh, in case we run out of time, I, I made sure to get in the East. So let's go to the bottom. Let's just go, you know, top tiers, bottom tiers. Let's cut into two buckets. In terms of the top, it's really just going to be about seeding and matchups, right? So I think you have, and, and maybe this is going to sound like a homer for me, you got six teams in, in the clump right now that you wouldn't be shocked if they won the East, depending on their path. And obviously maybe an injury here or two that helped them. So, look, I still think it's the Bucks conference to win. I, I think, you know, they obviously they won the East last year. They have a little more chemistry. Um, they, I don't, I don't know if they have more than a 50% chance to win it, which is, again, pretty unique that the top team in a conference does not have a 50% chance to win the conference. Or even a 33% chance, right? Like, there's, there's, again, there's a, I think there's a group of six. But I think Milwaukee's there. Brooklyn's running on their heels, though. And Brooklyn, to me... Um, has the talent to win the conference. They, they probably should win it, but the question marks might outweigh the talent, right? Where Simmons has got to get back. What kind of Simmons are you getting? He hasn't played bas- competitive basketball in quite a while. Um, but other than that, other than the Simmons move, even if you remove Simmons from the equation entirely, getting Drogic, uh, getting Drummond as a backup five, Seth Curry, uh, that, that's really already adding value to KD and Kyrie. That, that's really interesting, even if you remove Simmons. So anything Simmons gives can be cherry on the top. Now, what Simmons, Simmons is going to be your, your X factor, basically, because if Simmons even gives you something, I think you beat the Bucks. If he gives you, you know, uh, relatively nothing, then I think it's a competitive series. Um, but assuming Simmons is healthy and stuff and, and you know, fits in a role and, and there's no drama and all that, then they got a shot. But again, the thing that hurts Brooklyn are going to be the injury concerns, okay? So, um, you know, KD is not... KD is deteriorating health-wise before our very eyes. I mean, he's gotten hurt for extended periods the last couple of years, um, and, and Kyrie is no spring chicken either in terms of, just, uh, you know, his health bill. Whereas the Bucks characters tend to be healthy more recently for longer periods. So health is going to be a factor between the Bucks and Nets. If both teams are fully healthy, uh, and Simmons buys into his role, it's Brooklyn. But th- there's a couple of question marks there. But those are the, the clear top two, right? Now you have, I think maybe it's the g- group of four after that, right? So you have, in this in, in any order you want to put it, quite frankly, I think it's um, Miami, Chicago, um, Boston, Philadelphia, right? Now you could, you could put it in any order. Now, of those four, now one of them is going to lose, a couple of them actually, two of them are going to lose in the first round. But pending on matchups, pending on if they play a team and there's like a a light injury here or there, they got a shot to jump out if they get the right right pathway. Um, Of those four, who do I like in terms of order and things like that? Well, I I do think, and, and again, apologies for homerism or whatever you want to call it, for me, of that group of four, I'm more inclined to say Philly and Boston. And I'll explain why. And it's really simple. For Boston, 
they um they've been there, right? So Tatum Brown um have been to the conference finals before. They so they're not they're not going to get you know nerved up by a, a a game six or a game seven on the road or anything like that in the playoff series. Uh, they they're building good chemistry and they're on fire right now. Just in the second half, if they can continue this pathway, get into the playoffs, riding a a a, a heat wave, uh, they'll be all right. For for them, obviously health matters. A smart could come back for the playoffs. That's going to be the key. If he's not, then they drop. But assuming they have a healthy smart, now the rotation makes a ton of sense. There's a lot of guys that could beat you. They space the floor well. They have they have guys that the the ball isn't stick. Um, the emergence of Grant, the Williams, both of them really is the reason why Boston uh, kind of jumps up here. No one um, between the way to beat Brooklyn and Milwaukee is really uh, to have a couple of people on the on on your team, um, you know, be successful in a series, right? So if you're stopping Tatum and Brown, Derek White, Smart, other guys could score. And for Philly, quite frankly, I mean Harden's ridiculous. Right, you have a chance to have the best player in a series. You got a chance to win that series, and you know for all the flack Harden gets, and I understand he hasn't showed up in big games years ago, but more recently he has. Right, when he was with Houston, he had a game seven against OKC. He played great defensively in that series, um, and he was great against Golden State. So it's not like he doesn't show up. He shows up, and I think if they could figure out the him and Embiid tandem, that's the best one-two tandem, and Embiid could absolutely punish. Um, again, Brooklyn or Milwaukee down low. And then now you have Hart. I mean, you, have the, you potentially, very likely, quite frankly, the top two players in a series on the same team. So they got a real good shot. They got a real good shot. Um, now Miami and, and um, Chicago, I'm going to put a, pour a little water on them. So Miami, their claim to fame is making the finals in the bubble. And I think it was a little fluky. Boston should have won that series. They gave up. 20-point leads, I think, two or three times in that series. They're up in that series. That's one thing. second thing is they're missing a couple of key features from that series. Now, Hero had a, uh, a, a little bit of regression last year. He's definitely come back and some this year. He's fantastic. He probably would six-man of the year. I mean, he, he, you know, so he's he's great. Now, their, bar- their, their X factor is Oladipo, okay? He's not come back yet. You can't assume he's going to come back and be good. Obviously, if he comes back and, and is anywhere – near 70% of the player he once was. This is a whole different ballgame. Miami actually jumps up to tier one. But I don't I just I don't think that's realistic. Um, and Kyle Lowry is aging, right? So you're you're really still hoping Butler dominates the series. I don't think it's enough punch. I don't think Butler, Hero, and Lowry is enough offensive firepower to you for you to ride in a series, regardless of your defense, regardless of how well Bam does, uh, and everyone else. Um so that's a, that's a big factor, and I don't. I think they needed to come away at the deadline, getting another spacer, a, a shooter. I know Duncan Robinson's there, but again, didn't get it done. Um, and I know they're floating around Duncan Robinson in trade. Look, the rotation's still tight. Kyle Lowry doesn't win you a series. Kyle Lowry's a complimentary piece. So again, if you have Lowry, you know you're basically going to start Lowry, uh, Duncan, Butler, Bam uh, in there. Maybe the the uh, rookie Omer, you know, who's been very good. Um, it's just not enough punch. They need a little more offensive firepower. Uh, if they had gotten it through a Duncan Robinson deal or what have you, maybe. But in a playoff series, I do think you need uh, when, you know, everyone's over-scouting everybody else. Um, and when it comes down to it, plays get broken down and there's 14 seconds left on the shot clock and someone ha- just has to get to the line or give you a bucket. And Miami is is uh, devout of, of such players. Let's get to Chicago. 
So Chicago is a, is a big question mark still. As great as they're playing this year. The benefits of Chicago is, look, to my point, right, they actually do have three or four guys that you could carry. So I always say this, right, in a playoff series, you need to have, even if the guy averaged like eight points a game during the season, but he's a good offensive talent, you need guys that can carry you through possessions and, and, and matchups that you could exploit, right? So, like, a good example, and this is, like, on a small level, and it goes to as high as a level as, like, um, like the Heat were carrying Goran Dragic against the Celtics in that series, and they were exploiting that matchup like crazy against Kemba Walker. Celtics never adapted. Okay? But it's as small as, like, when the Celtics played the Knicks, like, 10 years ago, and we had Jordan Crawford. And he was just killing Scott Novak, Steve Novak, and just taking him off the dribble, and we exploited that. Now, again, you need guys that can carry you through. So it doesn't have to be for a whole game. It can just be for a quarter. It can be for a couple of possessions. But you need offensive talent that can carry you through at least a few possessions. So, again, the teams that have it, Milwaukee's got it. Milwaukee's got three guys. You need at least three that can do that. Milwaukee's got three. Uh, Brooklyn's got a ton. Brooklyn's got KD Kyrie Simmons you can carry. You know, and he's still not devout offensively. Goran Dragic can carry. Boston's got a few. Okay. Um, Chicago's got three. Maybe four. Kobe White. Chicago's big thing for me is going to be, first of all, AO, the rookie. AO has been playing fantastic. So the Bulls, if they get the rotation together and they're healthy, uh, that's an interesting team. I think it's going to depend on matchups for them. But I'm still soft on them because defensively, I mean, they got Caruso, but he's been hurt. You know, I'm not, I'm just, they don't have, they haven't played together yet in a deep playoff series. I think next year is their year, especially if Patrick Williams is healthy. The team that falls into seventh in this whole, like, barrage of, you know, teams jumping in and out and all that are the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, are we completely discounting them? Well, look, again. They're a nice, great story. I think, to my point, they don't have enough firepower. They got Garland. You know, Sexton's out. I don't think he helps them if he returns. And Lavert, I like Lavert, but I don't think, like, if you're – Lavert could carry you a little bit. Garland could carry you a little bit. Mobley is not an offensive carrier. He, he's doing enough defensively to keep you um, competitive and all that. And then Love you could carry, actually. He's off the bench. And Jared Allen, I, I, I don't – uh, yeah, I think they lose in the first round. I think I think they get an unfortunate matchup, like a Brooklyn or something. And, and and because of that, they lose. Now, the rest of the East, we have to always talk about the Knicks because, unfortunately, it's a criteria. People don't listen unless you talk about the Knicks. So on the, on the flip, so first of all, if I had to pick it against Milwaukee or Brooklyn, unless there's an injury, Boston or Philly could pop it, right? I think it's more likely, now thinking it through, Brooklyn probably cracks through. If they don't crack through this year, they're in trouble. They're not in trouble, but, like, I think people start raising alarms. I think it's going to hurt KD's legacy. I think they got to win the title. Um, on the back side of the conference, so the Knicks finally look, look at Philly real build. Great to see Kemba. Like, I mean, they had to make a decision here a while ago. It's good to see that they've announced they're going to shut down Kemba. I, I don't know what these things mean, right? Last time they're like, oh, Kemba is, is, is no longer in the rotation. But yeah, COVID happens, injuries happen, all of a sudden they're like, oh, hey, 30 minutes, here you go, Kemba. So you never know. Um, now, granted, I'll be honest, Kemba's not even the guy. 
because it's not like, look, if the Knicks had a point guard waiting in the wings, like a true point guard waiting in the wings, then um, benching Kemba would have more legs. They'd be like, okay, I get it. We're going to play whomever. But the guy, that, who's the point guard waiting in the wings? Everyone's like, yo, Deuce McBride, give me a break. Okay. What is he, like a Westchester all-star? Like, come on. Come on. Is he really, he's really your, like, he's not. He's maybe a nice little cute point guard. And the team did test Emmanuel quickly at point guard. Now, look, I'm fine. I'd rather actually even continue that test just to kind of firm it. You know, I don't think McBride, you could play quickly McBride as your point guards. I'd rather still start quickly, hope you hit something at the end of the, of the season, and then he's got a, a good stretch going. But the fear is Alec Burks, right? They still got Tim Wakefield on the roster. I like Burks. He's Wakefield. He can fit in any position you want. You want him to play point guard? Great. You want him to play wing? Great. You need him to score? Great. Just defend? Great. Off the bench? Great. Starter? Great. Tim Wakefield. Tim Wakefield of, of rotational talent? Great to have in your team if you're a competitive team. You can fit in a lot of different places. But he does not make any sense on a rebuilding team. They had to move him uh, at the deadline. They didn't. It makes no sense keeping him. He shouldn't get minutes. Full, full stop. Should not get minutes. So, and the other guys you really got to figure out, it's not quickly, it's Obi Toppin, right? Grimes is finally cracking the rotation. Regardless of Fournier is there or not, they're going to play Grimes. Toppin's the guy you really need to figure out. Um, and they didn't move Randall, and they didn't move Robinson, and there's questions, is he even a five or a four? Regard, he's got to get minutes. He needs to average over 25 minutes the rest of the way. I know if he does. So New York's going full rebuild. The other crazy stories in the East, um, you know, everyone else is, is probably going to be rebuilding that we didn't mention. Washington hurts themselves by um, not being firm in one direction, and they swap it midway through. So they did the Porzingis deal. I don't know what that really does for them. Uh, they're going to take another shot at this kid. Um, if Beal's gone, like, they haven't gone anywhere. Even when, when they had Arenas, they, they were going nowhere. So their closest was with Wall when they made the conference finals. That team needs a direction, and they don't have it. Let's focus on the West. Okay. So from a Western Conference standpoint, um, you know who do we like? Well, okay. So in the in the Wicca Wicca Wow Wow, I, I there's, it's it's way more open. So, Golden State is, to me, in a playoff series, not that intimidating. And it goes back to the firepower thing. I think Curry alone, uh, you know, a still recovering clay. You're relying a lot on Wiggins. I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it. Um, Phoenix, to me... It, you know, still is the best overall team uh, in that conference. They, they make the most sense. Now, Chris Paul's hurt. If Chris Paul come back for the playoffs, that's the key. If he's not, it really opens up things. Um, and then it gets kind of weak, right? Like Utah, they lost Joe. That's actually an issue, right? And the other question is, okay, so fine, they don't have Joe Inglis. But you know, beyond that, I don't, uh, you know, could Memphis make a run? Nobody really, here's my here's my surprise, right? And the Lakers' AD's hurt. My surprise is, in prior years, 
you had far more competition in the conference and teams still being more aggressive, right? So the Clippers, as an example, go after, uh, you know, Kawhi and Paul George together in aggressive fashion, even though the Lakers get a D with LeBron, even though, uh, you know, Golden State is still competitive and all that, right? And now it's like the flip. Now you had openings. Like Jamal Murray's not healthy with Denver. Can he get back? I don't know. There's a question mark there. So many teams have a question mark, yet no team did the aggressive move to solidify, you know, their their rank. And the teams that, there's teams that could have done it, right? It's just weird. Like Phoenix, look, I'm not saying you do it, but like, I mean, Jalen Smith, they waited on too long, and now he, they got little value from Torrey Craig. Okay, whoop-de-doo, fine. I mean, you know, I get it. Uh, but like Cam Johnson, who they like, I know they like him. Cam Johnson could have fetched you Jeremy Grant. It could have fetched you like a piece that now you're you're legitimately the top dog. Golden State, they had all those, they had the picks, they had the youth, Moody, Kuminga, right? Now I get it. Like they're like, well, we're the top anyway. Why do we have to do a move? But that's silly. It's not hard, it's not easy to win a title. It's not easy to win the conference. So do the moves you need to do to win the conference. You have Curry and Thompson, they're not gonna be there forever. Golden State had a chance, right? Memphis could have, I don't, Memphis probably not as many as the other ones. I mean, Desmond Bain's the guy. I don't know if you want to move him. They're probably a year away. And then next year they could consider something, right? Um, if they're still healthy and they have a good playoff run. Utah, also, they don't have assets to move. So fine. They they did the move. They moved Joe. They they try to kill Alexander Walker. They're trying to, you know, see what that, that can do. Um, and the Lakers obviously tried, but they're on the outside looking in. But I, I think, and Dallas doesn't have anything to move. Dallas probably would, I mean, they did the Porzingis deal. But they're not, you know, they're nowhere near. I mean, just from a, there's nothing they could have done. But the teams that could have done something, I think Phoenix and Golden State could have done something to entrench themselves in the number one. And they didn't. If they don't win the conference, it's on them. It's on them. Guys, have a great day. Great to be back with the NBA.